0: Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everybody. We're so honored, and it's such a privilege for us to be here with you guys uh, today. And so, yeah, I'm just going to read the passage, and then Danny is going to lead with the message. So, and
1: we are testing one, two. And we want to... There we go. And uh, we want to share with you the same message that we shared A few uh, weeks back to our pastors and leaders in our retreat. So we want you guys to go home uplifted and uh, with your faith level like three notches more. All right. So that's our desire.
0: So I'll be reading from Luke 7, starting in verse 18 through the 23rd. So before we get started, let's just pray. Holy Spirit, come. Father, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much that through your word, we're able to get to know you more. And we just pray that you continue to speak to our lives to give us what we need. You know exactly what our souls, what our hearts need. And we thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So Luke 7, starting in verse 18. John's disciples told him about all these things calling two of them. He sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John that you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed and deaf hear. The dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me.
1: Thank you, sweetie. Really quick, we've been married for 29 years. We have three kids, four grandkids, and I have a few pounds extra, okay? So that's that's life. Our brother John the Baptist was a man of courage. Let me tell you that. That's the reason why he's in jail. And... At this moment, all right, he has confronted the nasty pervert King Herod because he got married to his niece slash sister-in-law. John the Baptist confronted the religious leaders, the crowds, letting them know that they will have to truly repent from their sins And stop playing the dumb game of religion. And we can see in the scriptures that our brother John was an extraordinary man with an extraordinary sense of, repeat after me, purpose, commitment, calling, orientation, inner strength. And we need those in life, by the way, right? And we can see the hand of our Heavenly Father Yahweh upon Him. We can see the providence of our Father upon Him. We can see the work of the Holy Spirit in John and through John and the now and the now of the kingdom in His life. That's really clear in the scriptures. But in this morning passage, we can also see the clashing of the already and not yet of the kingdom. And that's a real thing, family. The tension of the already and not yet in our lives. How is that possible? Come on. John the Baptist has been faithful has been loyal, he, had paid, he has paid the price of preparing the way for his cousin, the Savior Messiah. and this present reality it doesn't match John's expectations. not at all. The ministry of his cousin is growing, expanding, flourishing and he's in prison. Everything looks dark to John now. Everything looks bad. And his healthy expectations have become doubts and fears. And now he's trembling in his faith. Now he's tra- uh, trembling in his confidence. Raise your hand if you have have, uh, fears and doubts and you walk with Jesus. All right, let's start here. Just like the wave, hands. Right? That's life. Doubts and fears. And we can see that in one of the most faithful men's in the Bible. And John has been faithful, he has paid the price, and he is there. Where you and I have been many, many times probably. And the tension of the already, the now, and the not yet, tends to show us sometimes, or many, many times, if we are honest, Tends to show us that the faith that we proclaim many, many times is not as strong as we thought or we portray to others. Hmm? We can see it in John. Sometimes we like to pretend that we are the ones who wear the superhero cap. And John is confronted with this new reality in his life. And, and this new reality is found in Jesus' answer to him. Uh, why? Because Jesus responds to John, res- responds his question with Isaiah 61.1. Okay? But... Jesus left out a detail in his answer here in Luke. This is what it says in Luke, okay? Go back and report to John what what you've seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Yay! But now... This is what Isaiah 61 says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brave-hearted, the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and the prisoners will be freed. Did you catch it? So Jesus... Is answering to John. Guess what? Yep. I am the one who fulfills all this prophecy. I am the Savior Messiah. I am the one who is to come. I am God. And you, you're going to stay in jail. And you, you will remain in jail. You're not coming out, John. You, you, John... You're not going to be set free. You're going to stay there. And the worst is coming. But I'm still God. And I'm still the Messiah. That's basically Jesus' answer to John. You, You have been faithful. You have paid the price. But still, you're going to die. And you're going to suffer for my cause. And that's the reality. Of the already and not yet in the kingdom. And we need to realize that. So how. This morning scripture. Applied to our lives. In this 2023. First of all. We come. With our doubts and fears. And put them. At the feet of Jesus. That's what we do. Uh, Let's keep in mind, family and friends, let's keep in mind that the problem is not that we have doubts and fears. That is not the problem. We saw our hands raised up a while ago. Our Lord, our God, our King doesn't freak out because we have fears and doubts imagine the father in heaven my son come over here god holy spirit come over here look at daniel he's doubting us right there i cannot believe it oh my gosh how's that possible did you see it the holy spirit no i didn't see that coming what about you son no he has fears. How's that possible? But that's the reality. So that's not the problem. The problem is when we keep our doubts and fears to ourselves and what happens after this decision. And John, John, yeah, he got feared and, and, uh, Doubts, But he went to ask a question to Jesus. He didn't let that doubt and fear root, uh, get roots into himself. The best that we can do is what John the Baptist did. Let's reach out to Jesus. Repeat after me. Let's reach out to Jesus. That's what we do. And the not yet of the kingdom. And. As we do that. We put at his feet. All that he hindered us. To run with perseverance. The race. Marked out for us. Always fixing. Our eyes on Jesus. The pioneer. And perfecter of our faith. That's what we do. And. Our our Lord Jesus this morning also is inviting us not to find stumbling blocks in the way He's carrying out His work of salvation and redemption. This is why He said, Blessed is the one who doesn't stumble and encounter me. We are blessed and not yet when we choose to trust Him. In spite of seeing or not seeing, in spite of feeling or not feeling anything, we choose to trust. That's what we do. We are blessed and the not yet when we stay faithful to the Godhead in spite of the situation. And we are blessed knowing Preaching the gospel to ourselves every day, saying, Lord Jesus, you are good. Father Yahweh, you are good. God, Holy Spirit, you are good. No matter what, we are blessed and they not yet. Listen to this, okay? When we come to terms that God is God and we are not, period. 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 And we need to understand also that the whys of their circumstances or the situations, the wise, we will never understand them. All right? So we need to stop saying to people, well, let me tell you why the Lord. No, shush. We don't know. Oh, let me tell you why. Because the ways of the Lord are a mystery. Duh, that's why we need to shut up. Because they are a mystery. We do not understand them. So when we go to a hospital or to a funeral, please, let's stop saying dumb things. Because we do not understand the whys. The best thing that we can say is I'm here for you. I'm here to pray with you. I'm here to cry with you. I'm here to lament with you. Because we will never understand the whys of the Lord. Thanks God we are not part of the Trinity. Imagine me. Imagine. No, no, no. I don't want to even imagine. No. No. But you know what? We, we will never understand the whys. Okay? But we can trust And we can rely, and we can find peace in the who. Repeat up to me, who. It's not about the wise, it's about who. Who is with me in this moment of pain? Who is with me when I feel alone, tired, disappointed? Who is with me? And then, and then, we find the answer. And the answer is, jesus jesus our precious lord jesus christ is with us so when we are walking alongside of people suffering we pointing them to the who and the name is what jesus jesus and evanston vineyard family and friends we need to make amends with the fact that in this world We'll face tribulation. Say with me, tribulation. tribulation. Troubles. Troubles. Pain. Pain. Suffering. Suffering. Disappointments. That's life. And we need to be a church that knows how to suffer well. Do, do we understand that? We need to be disciples of the Lord that know how to suffer well. Because through that, the Lord is going to use our pain, our situation for his glory, and he will be glorified. And probably we will never understand that. That's why I so highly despise with all my heart uh, the prosperity gospel. Because the answer of pain. It's not more money in the bank. Come on. Or is not found in declare it and receive it. Come on. No. It's found in Jesus. In his life. In his death. In his resurrection. In the hope of his second coming. That's the reality of the now setting our sights and the not yet of the kingdom. And we need to understand that as we take heart and this beautiful reality of the gospel, that Jesus is with us, we need to also remind us over and over and over again that our Lord Jesus Christ has conquered the world, the devil, and sin. So He's our peace and He's our joy. And the now of the kingdom. Why? Because in the world we will face tribulation Troubles, pain, suffering, and disappointments. That's the reality. How many of you say amen? amen. Man, in your voice, I feel pain. And, and they're like, no, I don't want to say it. Right. But remember, remember, the Lord has conquered. And he's alive and he's with us. All right? So we come and we put every, everything at the feet of our Lord Jesus. And uh, in, in the service this morning, I, I made this comment, and just a few catch it. It's like, come on, if the pitch mode, one of the uh, greatest theologians from, from the UK, they say reach out and touch faith, and they don't have a relationship with Jesus, imagine what we can say that we, we know Jesus. And by the way, if you don't know who the pitch mode is, Go and Google it, uh, uh, you know, one of my favorite bands of all time. But we reach out to Jesus Christ, putting everything at His feet, all right? Second thing that we do is we stay firm in our commitment. Say with me, commitment. commitment. Say with me, purpose. Purpose. Say with me, "calling." calling. Very needed, right? In our walk with Jesus. So this is what John said, I'm not Elijah, I'm not the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the wilderness. He must increase, I must what? Decrease. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Wow, John, wow, that sounds very, very Committed, purposeful, and that sounds like someone has a strong calling in his life. And we should have that. Say it with me strong commitment, strong, commitment. strong purpose, strong, purpose. strong calling. Strong and yes, we can say we can say that John had his moment of weakness. And his moment of doubt and fear, just like each one of us, right? Anyone with doubts and fears? Again, ver Let me see your hands. All right. We've been there. And but listen, the Lord didn't disqualify John because he had fears and doubts. Our Lord appeal appeals to John' commitment to his calling and purpose and honors him from verse 24 through verse 28. Who likes to have uh, homework? Raise your hand. No? Okay, you will have homework. All right. And you will remain that uh, homework to Pastor Ted tomorrow. Verse 24 to 28. And you will see that the Lord honors, honors his cousin. So the Lord doesn't disqualify us. Because we have doubts and fears. Remember, he doesn't freak out. Please, Evanston Vineyard and friends, let's remember that in our darkest moment of doubt, our Lord Jesus Christ is right there with us. And he doesn't disqualify us. What a beautiful Savior we have. Beautiful Savior. And... This reality should lead us to stay firm. To stay what? Firm in the not yet of the kingdom. In our commitment to continue sharing the gospel. To continue modeling the kingdom. To continue pointing and leading people towards Jesus. Jesus. This should lead us into the not yet to stay firm in our purpose of living for the glory of the Godhead. No matter what, loving them, adoring them, following them, serving them, serving those who they love, serving their church with faithfulness, with a strong commitment, with the calling that we receive that is not coming from men. It's coming from God. And we're called to do this. To make disciples. To spread the gospel. And to model the kingdom. And the fact that our Lord Jesus Christ doesn't freak out about our darkest moments and doubts. Should lead us into the not yet to desire to keep growing. Say with me. Growing. Growing. Maturing. Flourishing. Flourishing. Walk faithfully. This should lead us to be resilient in the not yet. Resilient in this world. This should lead us to keep having faith, to desire to be a disciple of Jesus. And just to model his beautiful love. In the midst of hardship and pain. And this should lead us to desire to be used by the Holy Spirit, no matter what. Being empowered every day, every day by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Every day. day. And I want to share with you um, how Lady and I, we landed in the vineyard 15 years ago, right? So we were serving faithfully and joyfully and this Reformed Baptist Church in Waukegan. I was leading worship. Lady was in a kids ministry. Both of us, we were pastoring also the youth ministry. And in 2008, the pastor of this church went to take a sabbatical. When he came back uh, the following Sunday, he called me to his office. And I thought, yeah, a race. Finally, thank you, Lord. But no, no. That didn't happen. When I got into his office, uh, sorry, it was the, the conference room. Uh, when, when, when I got into the conference room, all the leadership and the board was seated there. I said, whoa, what happened? So uh, he told me, well, uh, in my sabbatical, uh, the Lord told me that he didn't want worship in the church. And he's like, I say what? No, not not like that. I say more secure. What? And and uh, I say, yeah, that's what the Lord told me. That's why until today I have huge problem with people that says the Lord told me, all right, because sometimes you are not sure. And and uh, and I told him, uh, are you are you sure? I say yeah, the Lord told me. So. I told him, so what's going to happen with the school of music that we have that's going to stop? So what happened with other generation of musicians that I already have that's going to stop? So who's going to lead worship? I don't know. But you are not leading worship anymore. And we're going to stop everything. But I told him, but that is not in the Bible. All right? So just out of the blue, I heard, shut up, Daniel. And I said, and it was this guy who was a new member of the board with just a couple of years in the church. But because he had a title, ooh, the, uh, the, the pastor got infatuated with them. And, and this guy, bless you, uh, bless you again. Uh, so this guy started to lash on me so who do you think that you are let me tell you uh really quick in the 2000s i was involved in the uh, latino christian music so uh i was traveling doing concerts and all that uh and and this guy brought that to the table and he said So do you think that because you travel and you give interviews uh, for the TV and the radio and all, do you think that you have the right to talk like that to the pastor? And I told him, but I just said, that is not in the Bible. I said, who do you think that you are? And the guy went on and on and on and on. But there's this detail. Three of my best friends, best, best friends, were in that room. And as this guy lashed on me and bashed me in front of everyone who knew me from almost 11 years, no one say anything, including my best friends. And that, that was my not yet moment of the kingdom for me. Uh, At the end, I said, "Okay, I'm going to respect your decision. Even though I don't agree with it, you can do whatever you want. And I left that room. And the only thing that I had for weeks was the presence of my Lord Jesus Christ and the shoulder of my beautiful wife and girlfriend to cry on for weeks. And I asked this question, how is that my best friends who know me for years and years and years didn't say anything? And it took me around two years to to heal. So that happened 2008, 2009. We came officially into the vineyard. And now I do not understand the why the father allowed it. That was something that it was so painful for me and and my wife. Our best friends were there. Our kids' best friends were there. I wanted to be a reformed guy all my life. (laughs) Right? But now, even though I don't understand the why, I can see who was with me all those years. And who was with us. And the reason why we landed in the vineyard 15 years ago was through a very painful moment and the not yet. What's yours? what's yours guys over here and in the midst of all this we need to remind ourselves that we need to we need to stay firm in our commitment in our purpose and in our calling in the midst of all these kind of situations if you can ask lady She feared that I might say goodbye to church. I don't want to deal with Christians. I want want to become a monk. (laughs) And let's see what happens, lady, with you and the kids. (laughs) See you in 30 years. Just to see if our relationship still works. I don't want to know anything about church. But something that I had... And I have in my mind is that the Lord has called me and I I need to be committed and faithful to that calling in my relationship with the Lord. So what's your not yet situation? What's your not yet moment of pain? Remember that we can come at the feet of Jesus and find our rest. Let's remember that when he said that he came to give abundant life, he's not sharing an idea because he is the abundant life. And we find everything that we need in Jesus Christ. I want to finish uh, by pointing our souls, our hearts and minds to this beautiful reality uh, as we continue walking in this adventure called Christian life. And it's based in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 through 16. But we have a treasure in jars of clay. To show that all sur- surpassing power is from God and not from us, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. So let's rest. Ready? One, two, three. We don't have to wear the superhero cap. Yes, yes, because the surpassing power comes from. God, and not from us, and the not yet of the kingdom. We are hard pressed on every side, but what? Not crushed. Perplexed, but. Persecuted, but. And, but not destroyed. (laughs) We also carry around in our body. The death of Jesus, so the life of Jesus may be also be relieved in our bodies. Wow. For we, we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. So that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Wow. So then the death is at work in us. But life is a work in each one of you. It is written, I believe. Therefore, I've spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know, we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us. With you to himself. (sighs) I can suffer in this world, I can have pain, deception, whatever, and I can rest because I know that this is not the end. Wow. Wow. And look what he says here. And all this is for you what? Say it. It's for you what? It's for your benefit. It's for your benefit. Wow, Paul. Thank you for the encouragement, man. Suffering. Pain. Persecution. Death. All this is for our benefit. Yeah. Because what is waiting for us is way beautiful and bigger than this life. That's why. Mm -hmm. And... All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. That's why we never, never give up. Never that's why when we suffer, when we go through tough situations, our desire should be glorify in this, Lord. glorify your name and me, Lord, let me model your kingdom, let me model your love, let me model patience, oof, let me model that The hope that I have is way bigger than my problems and the now of the kingdom. If you are going through a tough situation, just remember, you will never understand the why, but you can rely and rest in the who. And that who is Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to stand up and let's pray together. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. And in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, move in a powerful way. If you came this morning tired, if you came with no hope, if you don't see a purpose in your life, just come to Jesus in this moment. If you've, if you've been doubting, that's all right. Come to Jesus. If you feared for X or Y reason, for the situation that we're living in the world, come to Jesus in this moment. He is here with us. Lord Jesus, we know and we believe that you are here. Please, please, please. embrace us, Lord, in this moment. You are Peace. We don't pray for peace. We don't pray for joy. No, we pray because you are here and you are joy. You are peace. You are our fortress. And take this opportunity just to rest. To find your peace and your rest in Jesus Christ. He's here. And he will be there for you. God, Holy Spirit, in this moment, I want to pray that you can move among us and use us for your glory. Use us, God, Holy Spirit. Give us words of wisdom to encourage each other, to lift up each other, to bless each other. If you, if you have something for us, God, Holy Spirit, use us in this moment. Use us.